Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show with your host, Larry Lease. From the small screen to the big screen, we cover all the latest entertainment news. Join us on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube every weekday. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest reviews of The Bad Batch and Loki, as well as Breaking down the latest trailer of Marvel's upcoming series, What If? But before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex. Visit poddex.com, use promo code LARRY21, that's L-A-R-R-Y 21, for 10% off your first purchase. Check them out today at poddex.com. And now let's get on with the show. Warning, this review contains spoilers for The Bad Batch Episode 11. Bad Batch takes a backseat in her own show, and it turns out that's a good thing. And in the latest episode, Devil's Deal, directed by Stuart Lee and written by Tamara Betcher Wilkinson, the clone's brief appearance is full of quality character moments. But this story is really all about the Tawiliks. Once a rebel leader against separatist invaders, guerrilla fighter Cham Sindula is now mellowing out under the Empire. But that doesn't last very long. The Bad Batch continues to insist that it's not only a visual successor to the Clone Wars, but also part of the wider Star Wars animated universe, with its own stable of recurring characters. While readers know I'm usually resigned to the self-referential nature of Star Wars rather than overjoyed by it, 
This episode does a good job of answering some truly interesting questions and reintroducing a few compelling characters. A puzzle piece making a wider story feel more complete. The Empire has come to Ryloth. Weary of an all-out martial takeover of a people known for open rebellion, Vice Admiral Rampart chooses the subtle route. He'll court both the corrupt senator and tired guerrilla leader. That leads us to the major cameos of the episode. Here is Sandola, one of the lead characters of Rebels, as a young girl and her mother, Eleni. And Chopper's there too. The first third of the episode sets the scene. Then here is Uncle Gobi invites her along on a job to buy a stockpile of weapons from the Bad Batch. But Crosshair has been tracking them and all the major players end up in an ambush. By the end of the episode, the balance of power on Ryloth has shifted dramatically. I can't hide some bias here. I loved her in Rebels and in the novels. Her steadfast sincerity and skills put her up there with Luke Skywalker. In terms of good-hearted characters, I love to root for. In this episode, she does it in a way... Become the Skywalker character. She's the child's perspective in lieu of Omega, fitting in that long-standing and beloved Star Wars tradition of a kid who just wants to fly away from her planet. But she's certainly not trying to get to an Imperial Academy. As much as she seems to love her planet and her parents, she's still a kid in a contested zone, surrounded by fighters with plenty of reason to want to both escape and fight for peace. While it's clear here believes in the cause enough to spy for the freedom fighters, the episode is also subtle with how much she knows about what's going on. Her parents both attempt to protect her from the subtle takeover and use the information here it gives or here it gathers in their own plans. We know she will go out go on to be a leader in the rebellion in the new republic. A position that sees her outliving most of her best friends as well as the father of her child. Her gaze into the stars is full of a future of adventures, but also sacrifices. And the Bad Batch allows for that to quickly, or quietly sink in, I should say. Her characterization on its own is fun, too. When she briefly meets Omega, I was skeptical of the two would sound like real kids. With all the imaginative leaps and unrestrained curiosity that entails. Of course, they're also both kids who spend most of their time with adults. And here it articulates how she feels emotional. Emotion is an integral part of flying. It's a nice mix of enthusiasm and precision. I'm glad these two characters were given the chance to interact at all. But what really sold me on them was Omega's takeaway, saying, she's kind of strange. I like her. Overall, the episode shines in part by simply giving the Tulek story enough time to breathe. Yeah, no, I pretty much butchered that name. Everyone gets a bit of perspective at least sketched in, from Cham and his family to Cologne Trooper Hauser. It felt very realistic. The older generation capitulating, while the younger ones take the torch. It shows instead of tells how there's tension between the groups, but the Empire is also relatively confident. Therefore, giving the Twi'lex long lease, such as when Rampart leaves the Sindalas, alone in the refinery. 
Fan favorite droid Chopper is the only one who feels a little out of place. The cuts to his nonsense dialogue, too much of a cutesy callback to Rebels, and to the fact that he's played by series executive producer Dave Filoni. Also not entirely sure why Gobi took here along. Did he really simply want to give her the chance to take a more active role in a cause they both believe in? Or was he putting her in danger for a more selfish reason? As for Crosshair, he's just a subtle attack dog. But I'm more okay with that when the Bad Batch are off screen. His brainwashing makes him frightening. And although it means he's one of the few characters who doesn't make a conscious choice... Sometimes it's okay to just let a villain be ominous for a while. Seeing the Cindelins was just a fanish joy. I can't lie. I also appreciate that. While Eleni does canonically die fighting the Empire, it is shown here. Instead, she gets a small but definable part. Tactful and observant. Chan pretty much coats hosts on his characterization from the Clone Wars, but also get some good moments. Their lives, much like yours, have been surrounded by war far too long, Cham tells Hera, and it's pretty obviously, pretty obvious it's Cham himself who's tired. The lighting, textures, and music in this episode all stand out. Each note perfectly sets the scene. Maybe I can't put my Hera bias aside, but that's okay. Devil's detail benefits a lot from the canon around it, but it also skillfully sketches in the state of the war while providing entertaining action and truly moving characters. And now on to our review of Loki Episode 5. Journey into Mystery. Episode 5 is a veritable gaggle of Lokis have to reckon with each other and forge ahead as Marvel's Loki Episode 5 sets up the series and game. I am Loki, god of outcasts. They see themselves in me, and I in them. All of us, alone, together. It's why my stories always end with someone trying to put me in a box and begin with my spectacular escape. An, ex- an excerpt from Daniel Kibblesmith's Loki number 5. And quite a prominent theme of Loki's story in the MCU to date. Classic Loki declared part of it aloud in the fifth episode of Loki when he told his gathered counterparts that they only have one part to play in the story of life, the universe, and everything. The God of Outcasts. But throughout the series to date, Loki has borne witness to all his terrible flaws made flesh, and right about now he is just sick to death of them. From the god of outcasts to the god of losers to the god of mischief, Loki is tired, very tired of himself. He's also falling in love with himself, but I'm here to perform that kind of emotional labor. He can take that shit to his therapist and work it out in private. Wherever you go, there you are. Fits just as well for Loki Episode 5's theme. As Loki got to know some other versions of himself while stranded in the void. Their mistakes laid bare. Kid and Loki killed Thor. Classic Loki survived his Infinity War encounter with Thanos. 
by using his beefed up sorcery to hide. Alligator Loki ate his neighbor's cat. Boastful Loki kicked both Iron Man and Captain America's butt and went on to collect the Infinity Stone. Set. <clears throat> and Vote Loki was all about claiming political power on Midgard, I suppose. It's hard to pick an MVP from this gaggle of Lokis on the run. While it's tempting to immediately choose Alligator Loki or Kid Loki, who I'm looking forward to inevitably joining a future Young Avengers lineup, classic Loki wielded the most thematic impact by revealing what would have happened if Loki had evaded death in the sacred MCU timeline. Loki really got a chance to see where all his worthless baggage was taking him, drawn heavily in the lines of classic Loki's face. While there was both a lot of emotional resonance and fun to be had in this particular installment of this series, it did suffer from the traditional problems of a penultimate episode. It had one last boss to fight before Loki-Sylvie-Duo forged ahead to challenge the big bad. We also had to go through the motions of formulating a successful plan of attack, all of which drove enough excitement for the finale, but didn't really get us any closer to the end of our own journey into mystery. After last week's shock and surprises, there was bound to be a little calm before the storm. But I'm probably not the only one who hoped for a little bit more oomph in amongst the admittedly extremely distracting and gleeful collection of Marvel Easter eggs on screen. It was definitely a relief to see Mobius had managed to stay alive in the void after being pruned at Judge Renslayer's behest. Many thanks to Marvel for pulling its own Lightning McQueen to the rescue moment in a pizza delivery car. Alright, it wasn't a jet ski, but there's still time. It seems that Loki has made a real friend in all this weirdness, and I hope that this will be a friendship that endures beyond the end of the series. Owen Wilson has been an excellent addition to the MCU and seemed to have had a lot of fun playing the character. Though it was a pleasure to spend some time with Mobius, the Lokis and their stories, there were some awkward blanket time with Loki and Sylvie, and I really could have done without. I will re-emphasize that I wish this romance wasn't happening. It just feels weird as hell. Sylvie as a character is good, but making her a love interest for Loki still feels unfortunate and way too rushed. In the end, Loki and Sylvie managed to enchant Elioth by combining their growing power. But it, unfortunately, it was too late to save classic Loki, something I do not have it in my heart to forgive at this time. Yes, of course, they managed to open a portal to the place beyond the void in an effort to confront the entity who may truly be behind the creation of the TVA, but would it have killed them to get the job done a few seconds earlier? Who will be revealed as a villain in this show next week? My first instinct one I had when the first trailer was released. Despite getting all the details wrong, was that Loki and Sylvie were about to meet the MCU's version of Doctor Doom. The castle we see in the distance looks eerily, eerily like the Doomstone of Battleworld, with so many hints in the series thus far. I have to use the King the Conqueror appearance. However, in the back of my mind lies another, perhaps more realistic fact. This is the third Marvel Disney Plus series, and in the first two, there were big bad mysteries that were resolved 
without introducing a new MCU character at the end. In WandaVision, it was not Mephisto pulling the strings, but Agatha. In The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the power broker turned out to be Sharon Carter. In Loki, it is therefore just as likely that the man behind the TVA curtain will be somebody we've already met. Loki himself. As always, I'm looking forward to all your thoughts and theories in the comments section. What do you think about this episode? Who do you think the big bad is? Let us know. Send us a tweet at Cinema Gold Show on Twitter. Or find us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show. for watching the cinema gold show if you liked what you heard subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms follow us on twitter at cinema gold show and like us on instagram at the cinema gold show support the show by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinema gold as always thank you for listening Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.